So uh, if you have your Bibles, if you have your Bibles in front of you, you have your Bibles on your touchy device, you can uh, click to John chapter 8, and I'll be reading verse 12. Okay, John chapter 8, verse 12 says this. Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Let me pray for us this morning. God, we just come before you during this season where we anticipate your coming, where we anticipate the birth of our Savior. God, we thank you that we can come and celebrate together as a family, as a church family, who you are, celebrating who you are and what you've done for each and every one of us. Now at this time, I just want to ask you to pray just within yourself. Ask the Lord to speak to you this morning in a fresh way. And now I ask that you would pray for me, that God would use me to speak to you this morning. God, we thank you. You are Emmanuel, God with us. We thank you. Your presence is here. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. I'm going to be sharing a story with you this morning. Spoiler alert. I'm going to be talking about Santa. Okay? So just a spoiler alert. You may want to cover your ears if you want to. But anyways, when I was growing up, my parents uh, did the whole Santa tradition with me. And so as a child, Santa was a big part of my life. I remember when I was around five years old, uh, I wanted a bike, but I didn't want just any normal bike. Like, I wanted a big boy bike, okay? So I'm just imagining Ezra right now. He's four. He'll be five next year, okay? Little guy. Wanted a big bike, two-wheel bike, not the one with the training wheels, okay? I wanted a big boy bike. So I told my dad, Dad, I want you to tell Santa. I don't know how you're going to do that, but anyways, tell him that I would like a bike, a big boy bike for Christmas. And so that Christmas, on Christmas Eve, I was, uh, was going to stay up at night and just try to catch Santa red-handed because I couldn't figure out something. I mean, I couldn't figure out how was he going to bring the bike down the chimney? It's just, I, I couldn't wrap that around my head, okay? Forget the part where he's flying with reindeer on a sleigh. I was okay with that. And, and the fact that Santa himself could come down the chimney, that was okay. It was the bike. I had problems with the bike. I was like, how is he going to bring the bike down? I, I, I just don't know how he's going to bring the bike down. And so I stayed up as long as I could because I wanted to see how is he going to do this. Well, I guess I didn't make it because I fell asleep. I guess I fell asleep because the next thing I remember, I woke up. It's Christmas morning. It's daylight. <gasps> oh, I slept, oh no, and I ran downstairs to the living room. I went to the fireplace, right in front of the fireplace, and behold, a brand new supercycle bike. It was like taller than me. I couldn't ride it for two years, okay? But it didn't matter. I had this bike. It was huge. And I was like, so happy. But that question never went away. How did Santa... Bring this bike down the chimney. It didn't make sense. I kept wondering. I kept wondering. And eventually I found out the truth of Santa. 
think I was at school and some kids were talking about it and I was like, what? And now it all made sense. He's making a list. He's checking it twice. Aha, that's how he knows. Ah, Okay. What? He sees me when I'm sleeping, knows when I'm awake. Oh, now I get it. The truth of Santa was revealed and it changed everything. Changed the way I looked at Christmas. Changed my life. It changed my life as a little kid. The truth about Santa was revealed and it changed everything. So why am I telling you this story? Well, Jesus in the passage that we read says that he is the light of the world. That whoever follows him will not be in darkness, but will have the light of life. He is the light that shines in the darkness. And so what happens when light shines into darkness? It reveals things. Light reveals things. It brings things out of darkness. Jesus is the light of the world who has come to reveal things to us. And when we begin to see the light, when we begin to see Jesus, everything changes. The way we view people changes. The way we view life changes. Our perspective on Christmas changes. Everything changes. Last week, we started our Advent series, and I called it Authentic Christmas. And I decided to call it that because, you know, every year at this time, there is a struggle for us. There is a struggle for us as Christians during the Christmas season, a struggle for the true meaning of Christmas. There's a powerful battle between consumerism and Christianity. And so because of this battle, we talk about the true meaning of Christmas every year to serve as a reminder. And it may seem like it's being repetitive, but aren't all good things worth repeating? It's like that song that you hear on the radio or on the wherever. You you hear that great song and it does something inside you. It pulls on your heartstrings and and it brings you to a place of of experiencing joy, hope, and and you want to hear it again. So you hear it again and again and again. Or it's like that movie that you watch and and you watch it again and again and it, it does something inside you. It brings this warmth inside and so you watch it again And again, and so that's what we're doing here at Trinity during Advent season, where we begin to, where we hear once again the true meaning of Christmas, the true meaning of Christmas. And you know what? I have no shortage of Christmas titles, series titles, okay? No shortage. Real Christmas, true Christmas, 100% pure Christmas, okay? I think next year I'm going to use vintage Christmas. You like that one? Vintage Christmas. That's so good, right? So good. So why do I choose such titles? Again, to help us refocus on what Christmas is all about. Because with the busyness of this season, shopping, long lines, packed parking lots, the race to find gifts, it's a battle to stay rooted and grounded in the true reason for celebrating this season. And so like last year and the year before, I want to journey with us during this season. Back to square one. Back to what it is and who we are celebrating this Christmas. Now, last week we read the passage in Isaiah uh, chapter 9, where it says, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light, and on those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. And from this passage, we talked about what the Bible means when it uses the words dark and light. Um, 
Very seldom is the word darkness used to mean literal, like absence of light. Often when the Bible uses that term darkness, it's talking about evil, wickedness, ignorance. These are the things that the Bible is uh, using that word for. It's a metaphor. And uh, light is often a metaphor for God and God's ways. Right? And so today I want to un- unpack this a little bit more. I want to unpack this idea of light, the light that has dawned on, the, on us. And, and how Jesus brings that light uh, to this world, that Jesus is the, the dawning of that light. And so to do that, I want to use the same metaphor that Isaiah uses here in chapter 9. And he uses the metaphor of the sun, right? Because he says, a light has dawned, right? That's a, that's a, a word using to, dis- to describe the sun. Now, I remember a couple of years ago, um, our youth group, we went to Clarksburg. In fact, Clarksburg has this really nice retreat center. We, we go there often. Uh, the youth go on retreats there. Uh, the young adults went on a retreat this past uh, spring. We had a great time. And um, I think we're, gonna, we're hoping to have another retreat in February up in uh, Clarksburg. Um, I go up there for a prayer retreat once a year. They have a nice log cabin. It's just it's this tiny thing. Um, and all there is is a wood stove to heat it. And uh, so in the winter, I, you know, you got to keep a fire going or else you're going to freeze. Anyway, so, I, but it's great. It's a great quiet place to meet with God. Anyway, a couple of uh, years ago, our youth went up to Clarksburg, and, but they went in the winter. Typically, they go in the fall, but this one year, they went in the winter. And Tim had asked me to be the guest speaker. And so I went up on a Saturday. Uh, they were there from Friday to Sunday, but I came up on the Saturday uh, I was just going to, you know, go up, hang out with them in the afternoon, speak in the evening, and then drive back uh, for church the next day. And so uh, during the retreat, I went up. We had a great time. I spoke. Very good time. And I, I you know, I got in my car and I was driving back and it was pitch black darkness and there was snow. I mean, it was like crazy snowfall. Now, for those of us who were in uh, Wellesley for our Christmas dinner last night, do you remember driving to Wellesley? I mean, the snow was like, it's like you're driving to in through a time warp and all the stars are going, like, I couldn't see a thing, right? And, and it was so dark, no lights, nothing. So I'm like, and, and you turn on the high beams, it makes it worse, way worse. You can't see, you're blind. And so I was, I was driving like 20 kilometers an hour, 25 kilometers an hour, just really slowly, like, oh man, oh man, oh, can't see a thing, can't even see with like a couple feet in front. All of a sudden, a deer Runs right in front of my car. I mean, like within feet, right in front of my car. I, went, oh, I didn't see it coming, nothing. All of a sudden, a deer jumps right in front of the car. I slammed the brakes and I stopped. And then two more deer run in front of my car. I was like, whoa. I mean, it scared me. I was like, whoa. I mean, imagine if I didn't stop or if I went a little bit faster. I would have hit that deer. And then maybe the other two deer would have hit the passenger side of the car. I was like, Wow. I'm turning around, okay? I'm not going home. So I turned around, went back to Clarksburg, stayed the night. The next morning, I drove uh, home and drove right, basically right to church, just in time for church uh, the Sunday morning. But what a difference it was driving in the daytime. It was snowing in the daytime. Maybe not as crazy snow, but it was snowing. But I could see miles in front, miles to the side, right? I could see totally different experience when you're driving during the daytime. You see what is true all around you. 
That's the power of the sun. It's so amazing, right? Now, just as the sun reveals truth, the Bible says that God is the source of all truth. John chapter 1, 1 John chapter 1, verse 5 says, This is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you, that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. God is light. God is light. And like light, God is the source of truth. He reveals truth. It's his nature. It's what God is. Now, in one sense, our ability to know anything, our ability to even know anything comes from God. God created our minds. He created us to have reasoning capabilities, to be able to think. He created us to seek for truth. And as humans, we want to know the truth. We want to know the truth. You can't handle the truth. Anyway, you you remember where that's from? I had to say that, sorry. As humans, we want to know the truth. And it's a good thing. God created us to pursue truth because our pursuit of truth is really a pursuit of him, of him. Because he is truth. He is light. Our pursuit of truth will only be fully realized and satisfied when we find him. Because God is truth. Now, another thing to consider is that for us to even know God, in in order for us to know God, God has to reveal himself to us. Hebrews chapter 1 starts off like this, verse 1 to 3. Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God. I love this passage. It's so powerful about who Jesus is. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. The revelation of who God is, is Jesus Christ. God, who is on high, he created the world, he sustains all life. That God was born in a manger. He came down here to reveal himself to us. That is who Jesus is. Only through Jesus Christ can we know who God is. He's the exact imprint of his nature. Bill Johnson, I love the way he puts it. He says, Jesus Christ, this is what he says, Jesus Christ is perfect theology. I love that statement. Jesus Christ is perfect theology. Theology is the study of God. If you want to know what God is like, Jesus is it. Jesus Christ is perfect theology. He reveals the Father to us. He is God in human form. God personified is Jesus. And so as the sun reveals truth, S U N sun reveals truth in the natural, the sun S O N, the son of God reveals truth, the truth of who God is. Now the next thing, the sun S U N sun, when the sun is out, right? Brings joy. Have you noticed that? Right? When we go for walks and it's a nice day, it's joyful, isn't it? Especially in the winter, like this. But the sun's out, it's nice. It brings joy when the sun is out. I mean, in Canada, what do we talk about to strangers? The weather. I mean, anybody. You could be anywhere. Any, anywhere. And it's a nice day. What do you say? It's a beautiful day, isn't it? Oh, it's such a nice day, right? The forecast is looking great for the next two hours, right? We say, Wow. Because it brings joy. The sun brings joy. 
Likewise, Jesus is our source of great joy. Luke chapter 2, when the angel appeared to the shepherds, this is what the angel says. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy. That will be for all the people. I bring you good news of great joy. That's going to be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Think of the things that bring joy in your life. What are those things? What are those things that bring you joy? Gifts bring joy. I mean, that's why we do what we do at Christmas. It brings joy, right? Spending time with family, it brings joy. When we put on a nice meal for someone, yeah, a lot of work goes into that. And, and, and people come over and they, they have a great time. And they say, wow, that was a good, good job. That was great. You know, that affirmation brings joy, right? It brings joy. Friends who can share laughs together, that brings joy. For me, seeing my kids enjoying things brings me joy. I, I love seeing them enjoy things. It, it, it brings me joy. I mean, Allie and I, we like to go for walks. We talk about this quite often. We just went for a walk the other day, and at first the kids were like, we're going for a walk? Why? I'm like, because it's great. Let's go. And, uh, you know, we had to get them all in there snow pants and everything but anyway it, the the process was crazy but when we got there it was great we had a great the kids had a great time they were running jumping into the snow and you know what? and Allie and i were, were watching this we're like wow this is so great it brings us great joy isn't joy great isn't it it's such a great feeling to experience joy god created us to enjoy things He created us to experience joy. God is the architect of joy. He wants us to experience it. He designed it for us. It's God's idea. Anything in life that we experience joy in, it derives from God because he's the source of joy. We receive it from the Lord. Tim Keller wrote this in a book that a lot of what I'm talking about, this, season, this uh, Advent series, comes from this book, Hidden Christmas by Tim Keller. This is what he says. All joy is really found in God. And anything you do enjoy is a derivative because what you are really looking for is him, whether you know it or not. Right? Joy comes from God. It's God's idea. He designed it for us. So it's a good thing. But we find its ultimate fulfillment when we find him. That great joy that the angels were talking about, it comes from Jesus, it comes from God, it comes from him. And so the way light brings joy, God brings joy. God is the source of all joy in our lives. As the light brings truth, God is the truth. He reveals things to us. So how then can we obtain this light? How do we obtain it? Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 says this, For to us a child is born. I find this fascinating, how Isaiah was written hundreds of years before Jesus was born. You know, isn't it fascinating? How how the words, I mean, God knows what he's doing. He really does. 
For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. The son was given to us. John chapter 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. The son is a gift to us. He's a gift. And like any gift, it's a freely given gift. The question is, will we receive this gift? Will we receive this gift? Because it's not like any other gift. It's a very different type of gift, the gift of the son of God. Could you imagine if on Christmas somebody gave you a book, How to Manage Your Anger, or, or, or a book, How to Deal with Your Selfishness? Could you imagine that? You're like, what, what, what is this? Right? Or, anyway, I could go on and on, right? But could you imagine? And it's like, in order for me to receive that gift, I have to admit that I need it. I have to admit that, yeah, okay, yeah, I've got an anger issue. I, I should read that. Or, you know, oh, yeah, selfishness. I'm, okay, thank you. You know, you have to admit it to receive it. In the same way, in order to receive the gift of Jesus, the gift of the light of the world that brings truth, that brings joy, is to admit, admit that we need a Savior, that we need Jesus. We need Jesus to save us from sin to save us from futility and death, to save us from darkness. We can't do it on our own. We can't receive a gift like that on our own. It has to be given to us. We cannot save ourselves. We need Jesus. And that's what repentance is all about. That's what, it, what, what it's all about. It's recognizing the need for the gift that God gave us to save us from our sins and to give us the promises from Scripture an abundant life, a life walking in truth, a life walking in great joy. We need to admit that we need it, that we need Jesus. And this is the message of Christmas, that this gift has arrived and it's there for us to receive. That's the message of Christmas, that God has brought light into this world to give us truth and to give us great joy. So are you ready to receive the gift of light. If so, I'm going to pray and we're going to get to a part um, where we say, I want to receive that gift from God. And I want you to pray within yourself when we get to that part, wherever you're at. Maybe you are at a place where you're like, you know, I do want to receive that gift. I, do, I, I admit that I need that. Maybe you, you've received that gift, but it's been put on the shelf for a few years you're like, I, I want to revisit that gift. I, I, I need that again. Whatever it is, wherever you're at, I just want you to pray in however you feel led to pray in that moment. So let's pray. God, we're so thankful for the gift of light that you brought into this world. We who were in darkness now have a light that has dawned and that light is you. It's you, Jesus. It's you. Jesus, you came down to reveal God. Your name is Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus, you are God with us. And at this time, we want to acknowledge our need for you and receive the gift of yourself in our lives. So now I just want to invite you to take a moment.